The following is brought to you by Canyon Ridge Church at Tacoma. For additional podcasts or information on service times and upcoming events, please visit us online at www.explorecrc.com. That for that one week at least, we were a bridge connecting Christ to that community. And that got me thinking a little bit, and I'm just thinking, a bridge. Uh, what all does that imply and mean? He didn't elaborate on that any more than that, but my brain started working a little bit. And so I, I went to what we do when we don't know how to find things easier. And these days, we, I went to Google and it defined bridge. And uh, I discovered very quickly, and by the way, parts of speech as I growing up was not one of my highlights, so I have to look at that. And I see, well, bridge is both a noun and a verb. So when you just say our life is like a bridge connecting, is that a noun bridge? Is that a verb bridge? And I decided very quickly, based on our experience there in West Virginia, that it's really a verb in this case. And that's how I want to use it this morning, because verbs are action words, right? And that's certainly what we did. There was a lot of action going on. We weren't there just in name only. It wasn't just a noun kind of experience. It was a verb kind of experience. And I want to just... Uh, encourage all of you who are exploring faith and, uh, and the process of reaching out to others uh, about that to be a, a verb kind of person, be an action person, be, be a bridge that reaches out to other people uh, and gets them across whatever gaps they have in their life. And that's it. the verb description of, of uh, bridge is a way of getting something or someone across a gap. And that fits very well, the definition that they use there in the devotional, but it also fit very well for us and our individual team that we were working in that, in that uh, family with the Collins family, that uh, we were moving them across a gap in a physical needs, certainly, but I think there were some spiritual needs there, too. And Shirley shared just a very brief moment with me as she was looking at the rooms and, and expressing her appreciation for what, what had been done. Uh, not only, she said, in the rooms, but with the encouragement to her family. And so we just praise God for that. Uh, think a little bit about bridges for a moment now. Just continue that analogy. Uh, as long as bridges are strong and complete, now I've run across one illus humorous illustration on on Facebook that here's this fancy bridge. It was back in the East Coast somewhere, Virginia, I think, coincidentally. Uh, but they built this bridge across this uh, a large body of water. And I don't know how they would even manage to have gotten this far, but here's the picture on, face, on, on Google. of here's, here's the span here and the adjoining span coming from the other side of the lake, and they didn't meet. <laughs> they were offset by about 15, 20 feet. And that's some bridge. I mean, driving habits maybe are different there than they are here, but still, uh, that was interesting. So a bridge, in order to be successful or to be uh, useful, really has to serve the purpose for which it was created. And uh, my take on that is that we were created not just for ourselves. We were created to reach out to other people and to share our lives and our faith. And so we are incomplete. And don't be like that bridge where the spans don't meet. You know, what's in your life you need to share with other people. And you do that in a variety and various ways. And it's 
So in the community that we're in here in Tacoma, you know, we need to also be willing to be the bridge that reaches out and helps other people across the gap in their lives, whatever the gap might, might be and might consist of. And another thing about bridges, they need to be complete. They need to serve the purpose for which they were created. But sometimes bridges get faulty. And I want you to take a look at a quick, short little video here and see what happens when bridges aren't serving their mission correctly. So if you happen to live in the other side of the sound over there, feel real confident the next time you cross the new Narrows Bridge because we know that it was uh, engineered a little differently and now we've got two, not one, but two good solid structures there. And that's the noun sense, not nonsense, but noun sense of a bridge physically serving a purpose, getting people from one side of the gap to the other. But it's also a verb sense there too because it's, a, it's now a good bridge and it's accomplishing its purpose. Uh, that bridge, just to keep a little bit on that metaphor, can also serve a spiritual lesson there. That if, if in our lives, we're engineered for something. You know that, I know. Uh, we're engineered for a purpose. Sometimes it takes a long time to, for us to discover what that is. Uh, you heard from the sharing up here that some people discovered this week some things about their lives that they were engineered for that maybe they weren't sure about before, or maybe that's a confirmation of some things. But that's the beautiful thing about, about taking what we have and what God has put in us and using it for other people. I want to share a couple of verses. Uh, these should be familiar verses. Trevor mentioned them leading up in the beginning of the service. What we know as the, as the uh, Great Commission, it's in Matthew uh, chapter 28. At verse 18, that's where I'm going to start reading. And that should be, I think, coming up. There it is. Now, 28, 18 through 20. Uh, then the 11, oops, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is Jesus speaking. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So that's what we, what we know and recognize as the Great Commission. It's not something, it's not a great suggestion. Uh, it's not a great option. It's not multiple choice. It's something that is part of our lives of faith as we develop our faith and we explore who we are in Christ that we're supposed to be going out and reaching out to others in various ways. And that's the whole impetus of the, of the missions movement. And the missions movement is to, is to move it not just from where we are right here, although that certainly is where it starts in our home place, uh, but it's also to reach out to our state, our country, uh, internationally. And we'll see some more of that later in the service as well. Um, so if the mission project that we were on in West Virginia is like a bridge that we were closing the gap between a need, a need both physically and a need spiritually, then we praised God for that. 
but that's just one opportunity, one illustration. Another graphic that's used by many evangelistic organizations is called the bridge illustration, and you've probably seen it before, but I'll bring it up on the screen just briefly so we can look for it. And in this case, uh, as it's illustrated there and as it's often used, on the one hand, represented by the wages of sin and death, that's us and our life of sin as sinners, and on the other side is the promise of God and eternal life and uh, that. And, and the only way we can get from one to the other, we can't do that on our own. We don't achieve it by works. And we've heard a lot of that word and reminder in our Roots series. And so this is kind of a, a graphic that would be very appropriate for that Roots series too, really. But that bridge in this case is Jesus Christ. But in missions emphasis, uh, our part is not to be the bridge but to ensure that everybody else recognizes the bridge and is led to the bridge. And so that's a part of missions emphasis as well. And as you're thinking about that, you know, that's obviously got application, not just locally, not just internationally. It's all, all over, everywhere. And we all have an opportunity one way or another. And sometimes we don't know just when that's going to come up. Uh, it could come up on an airplane trip that you're going to do one thing and you have opportunity to do something else. Or you're going to work, or you're going shopping, and uh, there's somebody standing in line next to you, and you have the opportunity for just a brief moment sometimes to be a bridge that helps them across a gap in their life to where they're supposed to be headed into a life of faith and a life of Christ. So another scripture that speaks very directly to the whole mission's emphasis and so on is in 1 John uh, chapter 2. Uh, got verses 1 and 2 up there, but I'm going to add a couple, so you'll let me do that, I guess. 1 John 2, 1 and 2. Uh, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice. And I'll just insert, we could say, he is the bridge for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And then verse uh, 3 says, We know that we have come to him and know him if we obey his commands. Obeying his command, the, the great commission is the, the primary command there, I guess, that if we obey that command and we go and we make disciples, we go and we provide the opportunity for people to get bridged from a previous life to a newer life, a life in Christ, uh, then that's where we are, obeying his command. Uh, also in verse 11, that same chapter, it says, Since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And there's the emphasis and the impetus and the motivation, again, for missions, whether it's missions locally or whether it's missions outwardly, out there somewhere, or internationally, or whatever the case may be, or for whatever length of time. This past week, we were involved for one week, and one week is a, such a short time. Time flies so fast when you're doing something interesting and something helpful in this case, and you're you, you know, we're getting blessed. I think everybody that was on the team that we went, everybody would agree, I'm sure, I know that they would, would say that we probably got more blessing personally out of that trip than what the people we were there serving got. Uh, that's just a judgment of mine, but I know it's true in my case. Uh, I was 
tremendously blessed. And that's true for all of us when we obey God's command and, and we go and we help someone else to reach out. That's the mission's emphasis. That's the payback, if you will. And notice it's the payback. It's not the reason we do it. It's not the wages. It's not the salary, but it's the payback. It's what we do. It's why we do it. But it's also something that we get as a result. And that's another th beautiful thing about God's whole plan and operation in it, the way that he engineers us to live and to work and to serve him, is that he knows that, that we will, you know, if we get blessed in one area, what does it do? It just motivates us to go and do something again somewhere else. And that's a beautiful thing, too. And, and I know right now, if you were to ask any member of our team that were there last week, are you ready to go again? Uh, I know what the answer would be. The answer would be, you betcha. Uh, sure we would, because we, we got a lot out of it. But we got a lot out of it knowing that we gave a lot, too. And that's, it's a good two-way uh, street in that, in that s manner. Uh, stated simply, it's our obedience to Jesus' command that makes him the strong bridge to God that we all need. And like natural bridges, which come in all kinds of types. And again, it was fun just looking on Google. Just put in there kinds of bridges or types of bridges. And boy, there's so many different kinds. There's, there's uh, high bridges and there's low bridges and there's long bridges and there's strict uh, suspension bridges like we've got here on the Narrows, or there's floating bridges or arched bridges. Uh, there in Philippi where we were, there's uh, a double lane, a two-lane covered bridge. Now, we lived for 10 years in Oregon, and there's lots of covered bridges in Oregon, and it's fun to run around and take pictures of them and so on. But that's the first two-lane bridge that I'd, covered bridge that I'd ever seen. And uh, just as a little trivia on a side point, that bridge site was the first land battle fought in the Civil War. So we got a little history out of it as well. Uh, so it was kind of interesting. But bridges of all kinds and, and types, but they all have that same purpose to get people or something from one side of a gap to another, over a river, a lake, uh, whatever the case may be. There we have, a, there's my mixed metaphor. That's the physical part of bridges. The spiritual side of bridges is what we engage in when we engage in missions, locally or otherwise. Uh, we can fulfill our mission in many different ways, just like bridges fulfill their mission in many different ways physically. There's no set pattern. There's no set thing that we have to do or sometimes not even have to have particular unique special skills because God, as he does when he calls us to any kind of, of outreach or any kind of ministry, it may not be something that we're comfortable with initially, but if God calls you there, God will equip you to do what he calls you to do. And that's a beautiful part about it. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, chapter, well, chapter 12, verse 12, it says and reminds us that the body, our body, whether this individual body or our body as a whole, and I'm really thinking of our body as a whole here, Canyon Ridge uh, Church, uh, our body, as is the body of Christ, is a unit Though it's made up of many parts, and though all of its parts are many, they all form one body. And so it is with Christ. So when we're a part of a missions emphasis or a missions team, and by the way, I just have to be uh, sure that I remind all of you that 
if you gave anything at all in the offering for the West Virginia trip, you were on the West Virginia trip. If you said a prayer for the team as they were going, you were part of the West Virginia, West Virginia trip. And that's the beautiful thing about missions. We don't always have to be the one that goes. The ones that go <clears throat> get the special blessings, perhaps, just because they've been there and they've experienced it personally. But when we send to somebody or we pray for somebody that's gone, <clears throat> we're part of that team as well. And so don't ever feel like you're left behind, so to speak. Uh, <clears throat> but when you have the opportunity, I want to encourage you uh, as much as it's possible or as much as it's available to you to go sometimes and to be a part of the physical team that goes, even though it seems at first like, how could I possibly do that? Uh, the trip to West Virginia and back wasn't a cheap trip. I'll just put it that way. Some of us cost a little more because we didn't get our reservations in quite quick enough. But when it's all said and done and we look back at it, who cares, really? Because God will supply the need not only for the trip, but for the su supply the need for now that we're home again. And we're just in no stretch of the imagination anywhere close to the level of poverty that we were there serving among. So, so even having gone and done that and then come back again, and that's true for the other trips that I've done and been involved in as well, that there's always this, this sense of extreme gratitude when we come back home again that I had the opportunity to do that. And I want to be sure that if you have had the opportunity to pray for or to contribute for uh, the trip, even though you didn't go, that that's part of your blessing as well, and I hope you sense that and feel that. Well, just getting back to a little bit closer to home then, in your bulletins this morning, I want to call attention to this little insert that's in your bulletin. If you haven't looked at it yet, then you're not going to look at it very well now because we keep things too dim in here, but take this home with you. Don't leave it on the chair, please. Take it with you when you go home, and just this is just a reminder that these are some of the mission opportunities and partnerships that Canyon Ridge has been and continues to be and involved in. And, and I want you to also think about the back side of that connection card that we look at every week. And if any one of these creates a little peak of interest in your mind, or maybe there's another one that's not listed here, I've sort of divided this up with long-term uh, things and short-term and then local opportunities. And there's probably other things that I didn't remember to put on here. Uh, but if you've got questions about any one of those, well, how do I get involved in that particular outreach? Uh, how could I support that? How can I pray for that? Then write a little note on the back of your connection card and somebody will get back to you and help you become the bridge over troubled waters that somebody else has. Uh, may not be West Virginia, but it'll be somewhere that's needed because that's the way God works. So I want to challenge all of us here this morning. Uh, I want to challenge you to take advantage of the opportunities for missions. Don't just brush it off and think that's for somebody else to go and do. It's for all of us to be involved in. That's what the Great Commission is all about. Uh, individually, and we can prayerfully consider how and when we can participate. And then put it on the card there and somebody will get back to you with some information. I also want to mention, and this is something you could put on your calendar, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was mentioned here in the lower right corner of that insert, Missions Fest Seattle. This is something that happens every year. It's basically like a trade fair. 
You go to Missions Fest and there's over 100 people there, different missions organizations, displaying their literature and their wares. And it's just a grand way to shop around and see the wonderful variety of things that are available to us if we just take advantage of them. If we can use those, any one of them, as an expression of reaching out in, as part of the Great Commission and being a part of it. Uh, we went to Missions Fest several years ago, and I got connected with an organization that I didn't even know anything about. And uh, it's kind of like pen pals for Jesus. Uh, the organization is called Global Missionary Outreach. And what they do is they have websites around the world. And when people w look at the website, they're given an opportunity to uh, ask a question about their faith or about their life or ask for prayer or indicate whether they would like to get more information about who this Jesus is, uh, or if they've accepted Christ, then to get tied up with somebody. And so I can sit at my desk in my home in now Lacey, Washington, and I can communicate and share the gospel with people in, well, most of mine recently have been either India or Africa, uh, and that's part of missions. It's something that you can do without going anywhere. If you can sit at a keyboard and type, you could do that one. But Missions Fest is one of those places, like I started to say, is you can just go and shop around and look, and it doesn't cost a thing. There's no admission charge to go. Uh, they have some wonderful speakers as a bonus, and it's just a great time to go and is, to be exposed. And that's coming in October always, this year, October 13 and 14. And we'll try to keep you posted and up-to-date on that as it comes closer. But you could go home and mark your calendars now anyway. So for that. So, so for missions, think about bridges. Think about bridges, not bridges that fall down unless we don't do our part. You know, that's why the Tacoma Narrows Bridge fell down in the first place, because somebody engineered something that wasn't quite right for the situation and the circumstances. They thought it was, but it was proven otherwise. Now that's not true anymore because they learned from their mistakes. Now we've got two good bridges down there. So think about it, pray about it, certainly, and then listen to what God is saying to you about your part in the Great Commission. And I thank God again for this last week and that little segment. Thank every member of the team that was there a part of it.